0: Boom! We are live. Hopefully, this gets situated. Hopefully, the uh, the anchor music in the background subsides. I don't really know a hundred percent what it is. Uh, this always happens when I uh, send it over the text airways. Uh, how are you doing, folks? This is a great day. Iowa just trounced Minnesota to go back to five hundred which is awesome. Um, hopefully, Dean, uh, I don't know who's in here right now. Is Paul, uh, Paul, are you in here, partner, or who's in here? I am
1: in here. This is uh, Tall Paul. I think the reason the music is still playing is uh, we, we you sent the, the invite to both me and Dean, and Dean hasn't joined.
0: Okay, so uh, I, I don't think people will be able to hear it. Uh, I think only you and me can hear it. I can hear it, yeah.
1: I don't hear it now, but I don't hear you anymore either.
0: Oh, that's not good. Oh, no, I hear you now. Yeah, there we go. It Boom, we are live. It has officially started. Um, I don't know where Dean's at. Maybe Dean decided not to join this. That's fine. Uh, we got to get going, though. This is episode 100 of the NHA podcast, so this is uh very beautiful We've made it to 100 episodes, and, uh, you know, technically when I started, I started with Cavante Martin Manley, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, people know what happened with me and Cavante. I'll just say it again, Uh, you know, I gave him money for, loaned him money for a shirt company uh, with compensation, I think of 10% of the shirts that were sold or something like that, never panned out. Uh, and I didn't even get most of the money that I that I loaned him. I got some of it, but not all of it. That's a true story. Uh, and so, you know, it is what it is, and he's also suing Iowa still. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> but uh, uh, first and foremost, I want to mention going to 247Hawkeye.com. Smash the follow button on uh, on Twitter. for uh, and Our Twitter handle is at 247Hawkeye and Instagram at official 247huckeye.com page Paul welcome to the podcast how are you doing partner
1: dude I'm just done I mean, I'm you know just getting done frying some bacon
0: you know a little hate and fry, oh,
1: <laughs> a hate and fry some bacon man
0: <laughs> that's great dude I mean a the, the, this game for me you know just right off the bat you know I I, I want to say this this is the sixth straight victory Iowa has had against Minnesota. I don't think most people realize how big time that is considering, you know, where Minnesota is as a program. You know, I would say it's – I would say it's I, – I wouldn't put Purdue there. Uh, I think Purdue is going to drop e- at least two games this season, but it's it's easily – Iowa, Minnesota, uh, uh, Northwestern, and Wisconsin—those are the four teams in the West. And again, in my opinion, uh, the the West is stronger up, up, up and down than the East is. Michigan State's no longer what they were. Uh, you know, I, 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 Paul, you also know I'm a Colorado Buffalo fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, uh, the, Colorado, the former Colorado coach, now Michigan State coach, is just not good. If you can't win at Colorado, you're still going to struggle winning at Michigan State. So we'll see what happens there with him. But uh, this is the sixth straight win Iowa's had against Minnesota. You know, for Minnesota, if you're looking at this and, and you're examining this, You know, I wouldn't be too down. You know, I asked the question, Paul, who is this worse for right now? Penn State, Nebraska, Minnesota, uh, Michigan, and Iowa was in there for a second. They're no longer in there. Uh, And, you know, I'll open the floor up to you personally, really quick, off the bat. I'll say that I think this is worse for Nebraska, hands down. It's not even close for me. What do you think?
1: Well, you know it's it's interesting. Um, I, I I don't think we can say either Nebraska or Penn State until after tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna find sure. out who it's really worse for between those two. But I'm actually gonna go Michigan here. Um, I'm I'm gonna say the Wolverines. Uh, wow. Uh, Woo. You know, uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, and, and you know there's some parallels between Nebraska and and Michigan with, you know, they brought in the favored son to to head coach and uh there's a lot of excitement a lot of buzz um and to this point um now michigan has had some success you know they they've been they've been good but never great and uh the one year they they looked like they could have been great um you know i i the, iowa iowa took them out a week after they got spanked by penn state so um you know, on on, on ABC, uh, you know ABC Saturday Night Football. So, uh, you know, I, I, I Paul,
0: I'm going to say a thousand percent. I disagree with you. It's not good for Michigan. Also, I will. I'll say that it's not good for Michigan right now because they they w- w- uh, Michigan fans and quite frankly, people outside of the Michigan program expect it every year to be. Ohio state and Michigan Penn state somewhat on the outside looking in Wisconsin and Iowa, same thing. Uh, But for me, I mean, it's just Nebraska hands down. And I, and, and you're right. It does depend on what happens in the Penn state uh, Nebraska game. But for, for me, it's two things. Number one, it's just complete vindication of what I have said about Nebraska you know, I don't have the bias that most people have for Nebraska, uh, because I did not live when they were good. I, I just didn't. Uh, so Nebraska has never been this powerhouse in my head. Uh, and the for me, I can look at them with an objective eye and say, listen, they have recruited. They had a fantastic uh, group of recruits when Scott Frost got there. They have continued to recruit well, but they don't win. And I and I ju- and I didn't expect them to continue to win going into this season either. They don't have an identity. You and me talked about this last uh, week, and that's just what it is. So for me, out of Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan, Minnesota, it's definitely not good for for Nebraska. Can we make up maybe a case for Minnesota maybe do you think or or no if you had to rank it uh Michigan, so you'd put Michigan number 1 that this is not good for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh I'm assuming I put Nebraska number 1 but if you had to put it in order from there how would you put it that that this season is not looking good for those teams
1: Yeah so I I'd put Michigan 1 uh I'd put Penn State to uh, Minnesota, uh, or, or, I'm sorry, uh, Nebraska, <laughs> I would go Michigan, Penn state, Nebraska, and then, and then Minnesota. Uh, I, 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 I just, you know, I, 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 you, you talked about this on your immediate post game podcast. Um, I don't think Minnesota was as good as their record last year um absolutely they, yep uh you know uh, they they as soon as they they ran into just a little pushback last year uh, Iowa beat them and then you know maybe you call it the hangover effect i don't or maybe just you know reality kind of hit them in the face but uh then wisconsin beat them a week later um and then they they played you know they they played a, a good auburn team not a great auburn team and they, and they beat that auburn team but let, let's not pretend that Auburn was excited about playing in the Outback Bowl.
0: By the way, Dean's in the Periscope right now. That's that's hilarious. I can see Dean in the Periscope, uh, even though he should be on the podcast. But, you, no, you're right. Continue. They did play a decent Auburn team. I agree.
1: And so, uh, you know, and, and then you look at what they lost on defense um, before, you know, before the season even started. Um the, the, the talent they lost off their defense from last year, Minnesota. Um, they also lost talent on offense. Um, now, they, they did bring back quarterback, and he looked, you know, he, he, he tonight, he, you, you, you could have had Spencer Petrus back there for, for Minnesota. That Neither one of them played. This was not a quarterback game tonight. Um, so Well, the
0: bottom line is I think the Big Ten right now, uh th- that it, the quarterbacking is not good all around it's just not uh sure just is do- Justin Fields is dominating but the Big 10 when it comes to quarterbacking right now is not good and the main point that i made about minnesota over nebraska is min uh pj fleck had to take the program and recruit. I mean, the recruiting rankings were, you know, anywhere from 35 to 50 when he first started, whereas, um, uh, apparently the invite didn't work for Dean. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think we can do the, the double invite anymore. I mean, or, or maybe you guys have to send it or something like that, but, uh, anyways, but with Minnesota and Nebraska, uh, you know Nebraska has continued to recruit well before Scott Frost even got there, and and still. So you know uh, Nebraska is just not looking good. But let's let's change gears here. Let's go to uh, the the Iowa Minnesota game uh, in and of itself. The one point that I wanted to make, right you know right off the bat, is not. there's only one thing that has changed for me when it comes to how I looked at this Iowa team going into the season. And that one thing has been Spencer. I thought he would be further along and that includes the wide receiver core. I cannot stand any more people who keep giving the wide receivers excuses. It, It absolutely bothers me. Having played Division I sports, I know for a fact that 90% of coaches believe that if the ball touches your hands, you should come down with it. Kelton Copeland would say the same thing. Even Amir Smith-Marset would say the same thing. Every, every wide receiver on Iowa's team would say the same thing. That's the way it is. Now, I understand there are some catches that just, you know, even if it touches your hand, it's not possible. But – uh You know, those are the two things. Just uh, Spencer and the wide receiver group has not been what I thought it would be. But as far as the talent level all around, that has been exactly what I thought it would be. I knew this team would be uber talented. The thing that they were missing was, number one, they missed play calls. Uh, against Purdue, against Purdue, they they did not put their foot on the throat of Purdue and continue running the football. Northwestern, it was the same thing. And these last two games, they have not made that mistake. And also, the leadership from the young guys is there. That has been the difference. The talent is still the talent. They only lost by combined five points to Purdue and Northwestern, who are five and zero right now. So. The My assessment of this team and the talent that they have, if you look at their second string, their second string on offense and defense look fine as well. They don't look great, but they look fine which shows that this is a deep team. So nothing has really changed for me. I'm curious what you think on that with what your preseason thoughts were. And now, by the way, I also said that the predicted that this team was going to go six and two, and that is still possible. It's unlikely, but it's still possible. So what, what were your uh, preseason thoughts and what has changed now?
1: Well, having had a chance to actually watch the team through four games, um, and and think about what I thought Iowa could be going coming in, um, and what I had heard of Spencer Petrus, um, I'm a little disappointed uh, with, with with the play of Petrus, but I think I'm more disappointed with the position that that Brian Ference has put Spencer Petrus in.
0: You've, I agree. You've yeah. got,
1: you've got a young quarterback, and, and you know, not even a young because I think I've, you know I I, I uh, he's
0: still young. He's a he's a red shirt sophomore. That's still yeah. a young quarterback. He, he's
1: young on experience, but th- this is his third year in the program, so he's not.
0: But you know, yes, on experience, he's young. Yep.
1: Yeah, and you know when when the Iowa offense seems to be clicking, it's it's run first. Play action pass, uh, may, maybe it's checks at the line to, to some of those quick passes out to the wide receivers, uh, you know, screen passes, uh, wide um, t- tight end screens, uh, things that that can that can help a young quarterback get into a rhythm, um, right? And I feel like Brian Ferentz sometimes the the deep shot to Smith marset the the flea flicker, uh, which which Spencer to Nico
0: Regani, yeah. yeah. Then he
1: overthrew that by five yards. It's a,
0: th- those are now the path backwards, uh, to him by, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name, uh, Tyler Goodson wasn't great either. But yeah, he, Spencer could have made that throw, should have made that throw still.
1: But, but those are, those are hard passes to complete.
0: Yeah. Th- those, yes. those
1: are low percentage passes. Uh, if you, if you've got, Tom Brady or Brett Favre back there. Uh, deep deep shots are, are lower percentage passes, and so you know, uh, I'd like I'd like for Iowa to find some ways to to get Smith Marset to get Brandon Smith. Um, Iowa didn't even I don't even know if they threw to him tonight.
0: I don't. They did not target Brandon Smith once, and and I completely agree with you. I have no idea why. Iowa has not uh, done. I mean, George Kittle has literally done rushing plays in the NFL. Now, I understand Sam Laporta is not George Kittle yet. Right. I mean, hell, TJ Hawkinson or Noah Fant aren't even that. Right. But you see that in the NFL. You have a guy like Sam Laporta and even Sean Beyer, for that matter. I don't see why. Uh, brought, in other words, Brian has very – he overthinks the the route running tree as opposed to just doing bubble screens, easy passes to guys to get them going, get their hands going, and get their confidence going, and, and getting some yards. You yes. saw Minnesota make some of those easy uh, plays that got seven yards. The only thing that we see Iowa do is the um, – bubble pass to the running back, let the whole, you know, D line come at you and then drop it right under. But, but that has been, you know, unsuccessful. And I don't see, we have the athletes both Tyrone Tracy and uh Amir smith Marseille and Sam Laporta to get four or five yards on those bubble screens. So I completely agree with you. Go ahead continue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as far as like, when I coming into the season, I, you know, I said, uh, offensively, if, if Spencer can be even pretty good, he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be pretty good. Um, there, There's, you know, enough talent on the outside, guys that <clears throat> can make plays when they have their hands on the ball, uh, Tyler Goodson running the football, um, that they could do some some pretty good things. <laughs> Defensively, um, I never had any doubts coming into the season because I actually think, between brent venables and and phil parker i'm not sure there are two better assistant coaches in all of college football
0: Uh, great point yep
1: and uh you know and i knew iowa's defense was going to be they they were going to be adequate because under phil parker they've always been you know they've never been bad and and some years the last year they were very good uh (laughs)
0: Well right now they're shooting up more past adequate I mean yeah. they are uh, they are turning into an elite defense which is what I foresaw with the young talent mixed with the older talent like Jack Heflin, Matt Hankins, Jack Corner, people like that yeah
1: yeah well I mean you, you say turning into and, and put the record aside for the moment let's just examine. So we gave up 24 points to a very good Purdue offense. Yeah. 20 points to a Northwestern team that, that plays very good. They're undefeated. And then seven points, the last two games to, to, to the last two opponents. So, I mean, now is this a team loaded with superstars on that side of football? No, but they play. but Phil Parker, just knows how to coach defense and then if if kirk were to retire at the end of the year if if, if phil parker didn't take over i think that would be a
0: mistake really oh, wow you know what I, i'm not sure phil park because being a coordinator and being a head coach are two different things you know i'll be honest i still feel somewhat confident that brian ferentz could get the job done as a head coach um because Listen, being a head coach in football is 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 just different. I mean, we've seen off, we've seen offensive line coaches be better head coaches than than offensive coordinators and things like that. It's not a perfect science, um, but I do see that if Phil Parker took in for the interim to find the next young coach who could take over for a while, I could see that happening uh, most certainly. Um, so. Wow, you think Phil Parker? huh? that I that that's uh, in Iowa, in my opinion, this is the, the this is the best uh recruiting and just uh coaching in general uh staff that Kirk Ferentz has had since the early two thousands. Would you agree with that or what? Ooh, um,
1: yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think the the player the, the 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 recruiting, and then the player development. Uh, you know, Iowa is just through through the Ferentz era. I mean, you you go back to the ninety nine teams; those those teams, the, the his early teams played hard. They they, uh, you know, he he, he he did not. By the way, Kirk Ferentz did not inherit the talent that that uh, Scott Frost inherited.
0: Not in the, even or, close. Yep, you're but, absolutely right.
1: And uh, Kirk was, in, in 2001, was leaps and bounds further along than what Scott Frost is in his third year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, uh, I absolutely agree uh, on that uh, a thousand percent. I, I just think that this is a really good uh, coaching staff all around. I think there's, a, a, a you know, you look at Kelton Copeland. He's revitalized the wide receiver group. You know, maybe it's not what it should be, which kind of brings me to my next small point, which is we know what the Iowa rushing attack can do. Just think if Iowa can put it all together. They have scored uh, in two, again, I'll bring it up again. The last two games, they have outscored their opponent 74 to 14. Folks, we're talking about two Big Ten opponents. That rarely happens. So if Iowa can put it all together, that's big time. The 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 wide receiver group, it, it, uh, it, to me, it's just been a complete letdown. It, it really has, uh, even in this game. And, and and I don't think you can put it all on Spencer's shoulders. I think it's it's a mixture. I think it's Spencer. I think it's Brian. I think it's the wide receivers. I you know, I think it's everything. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. So, uh, six straight by the way, guys, go to 247hawkeye.com, give us a follow on Twitter at 247hawkeye. Six straight and, against Minnesota, that rarely happens. Uh, yeah, what, what's up? Uh, did you say something?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I want to throw a radical idea,
0: yeah, throw a radical <laughs> idea
1: <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> Because, you know, you, you had mentioned a minute ago about, you know, a young up-and-coming coach, you know, and and we talked about Phil Parker kind of holding it down. Uh, what if that coach was LeVar Woods?
0: I mean, I he's LaVar, if I had to put the coaches in order of who's going to replace Kirk Ferentz on the Iowa coaching staff, even though I think Chris Klein of Kansas State would – Iowa should really go after him if he's available. If I had to put it in order, I would put it – uh brian ferentz still number one phil parker two and three i would put lavar woods uh I, and quite frankly lavar woods is up there so i don't think that's a radical idea i've, I've said that before lavar woods has been around the program for a long time he played for iowa he knows the iowa way uh and he's a hell of a coach so i completely agree um let's talk about the iowa rushing attack really quickly
1: yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let's bring
0: that. Iowa ran all over Minnesota. They they were not stopped the entire game. Uh, they ran for let's see here, two hundred and thirty six yards, averaging six point seven yards a carry. That was without Ivory Kelly Martin today. I maybe he was injured, sick. I'm not sure. Um, it, that was also with a holding call that sh- was just one that that was one of those calls where maybe the refs missed one earlier and just said you know what we'll give it to them on this one and threw it on a on on the worst possible on the worst possible rushing play when you want to make a makeup call you do it on like a 2 yard game you don't do it on a 20 yard game that's not what you do so it could have been even more um Iowa in my opinion you know there are some people who on the on on my videos disagree, but that, but in my estimation, Iowa has not been shut down when it comes to rushing the football. There has just been one game against Northwestern and, and Purdue at the end where they stopped themselves. That's it. And, and it, you know, and it's starting to even bug me more because Iowa can easily be four and oh and in the top 15 in the country right now. Um, and a radical idea Iowa may creep into the top twenty-five, bud.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you know, to your point, uh, right now the 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 best defense against Iowa's running game came from Brian Ference. <laughs> throwing the football fifty times against Northwestern. I mean, uh, he's been the only one to stop the Iowa running game so far.
0: I I would completely agree with that. He he was the one that stopped. The rushing attack. This offensive line, uh, PFF graded Alaric Jackson, Tyler Linderbaum, and Kyler Schott as the three best. They are the top three um, uh, pass pass ru- or yeah pass yeah pass rush offensive linemen uh, in the Big Ten right now, and they just lean on people. And it's not just the starters but but this offensive line has some younger guys in the waiting room who if somebody gets injured they can continue to lean on people looking forward paul i don't see a game where iowa slips up if they continue to pound the football and play good defense i mean not even penn state i i just i just don't see it especially if Iowa can start getting into somewhat of a groove passing the football. What do you think on that?
1: Well, I, you know, no thoughts? Something happened. <laughs> in, something happened. <laughs> something happened in tonight's game that's really indicative of. of and, and even the announcers pointed out Spencer Petrus at one point used a hard count on the road. And and drew the the defense offside, which you a really – He's a confident, really he's a confident
0: kid, Paul. I mean, I know him personally. He he this dude uh, is not playing fantastic when it comes to throwing the football, but he is as confident as they come. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me at all. But you're right; that was a big time, big time play.
1: Well, you know, so you know, when, when on paper you look, and say, well, Iowa has to travel to Penn State. Well, you know that that doesn't matter. I mean, the travel matters, and, and right. you can speak to that as as yep. an athlete. Uh, you know the 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 things that go along with having to be a road team, but you know as far as the, the fan field yeah. advantage, yeah, you know, uh, so
0: the fans look, and when, the home uh, field uh, advantage is not there as much. If I had to grade it out, I would say normally playing at Happy Valley, Penn State would have an eight out of ten. Now it's probably down to a six or five out of 10 advantage when it comes to traveling. So, yeah.
1: So, but that is, that's a tough travel for the Hawkeyes. You know, if that's, you know, that, that's not a bus ride over to, to Ames or something. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, And in a contested crazy.
0: state like Pennsylvania right now, who, uh, you know, found a million votes out of nowhere, you know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah but, no um, it, it yeah it but do you, besides the penn state game in wisconsin do you see them slipping up i mean how how do you feel about the penn state game
1: you know uh again i i right now you know i mean they're 0-3 but one of their losses was excuse me to ohio state so uh you know I'm 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 willing to
0: reserve. I think your judgment, bias you know, is getting in it, the it, way, uh, knowing what Penn state is of really truly realizing what Penn state is this year, Paul.
1: Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm not willing to, to just summarily dismiss them and say, well, well that should be an easy W because, you know, I, I still think Penn state has a team that, that is very talented. They, they have yeah. their athletes. uh, and, and, you know, James Franklin has proven a good to coach. Be yeah. A pretty good coach. Yeah. So, um, it, you don't walk into to Happy Valley, uh, and, and just, you know, expect to win. Um, I, I, would feel more confident right now playing Michigan. Um, really? I'd feel more wow. confident. Okay. Playing. Well, sure. Uh, I, I, I feel, you know, I feel confident, uh, you know, playing Nebraska. I feel confident, um, and, and you know, I, I you know, Grand Mertz had one good game for Wisconsin, and then we haven't seen him since. You know, we have, we have yeah, I feel better since, so.
0: about playing Wisconsin than I do Penn State. I'll I'll give you that because you're right. I mean, they have only played one game, and Iowa will have all this experience. And odds are, in my opinion, Wisconsin's going to be disqualified. And even if they aren't. Their room for error is is very limited right now. I mean, they can – one loss is about the same as two losses for a team that plays eight games. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it's not it, – it, it, I mean, they, they're in trouble. Um, did you – yeah, hey, go Hola, ahead.
1: Let me ask you, does, does... – David
0: Bell play for we got a comment on Periscope. Uh, Iowa should feel confident walking into Happy Valley, winning that game. I gotta say, Paul, I agree with that. I, I'm I'm disagreeing with you on. Uh, I, listen, Penn State. I'm not. I know they have athletes. I do, but Nebraska has athletes. Uh, you know, Minnesota has athletes. Uh, this is the Big Ten. I it, it, it's not Ohio State. Okay, Ohio State's on a different level with with athletes, but. Uh, and, right. and Penn State's probably as close as it gets. But, but Iowa's no slouch either when it comes to athletes. Uh, and, and I think Penn State's going to beat Nebraska. Uh, but even then, I feel good about Iowa walking into Happy Valley with minimal fans, with the confidence that they have right now. I mean, they have, like, th- their swagger right now is great. And as I mentioned, the thing that they were missing in the first two games was leadership. Guys like Amir Smith, Marset, Brandon Smith, and, and those guys it didn't take the leadership like they role as they should have. And the younger guys are starting to galvanize and do that. And you're seeing the true Iowa team morph right now. That's that's what I'm seeing. Um, I'm I'm pulling up the Big Ten standings and uh, the the games this weekend so that we can look at that. But uh, I mean, I, I mean, you got to tell me, Paul. I mean, besides the athletes with Penn State and the coaching, um, is, is it what is it the most about Penn State that worries you?
1: Um, yeah you know, I, I i I feel like they. Are, are are a team that recruits at a very high level, and uh, I'll
0: answer that in a moment. Yeah, it, go ahead, Paul.
1: It and not only do they recruit a their biggest bugaboo right now has been quarterback play. Uh, I heard that that they may uh, look at another quarterback against Nebraska tomorrow. Um, it, it you know if they can get some consistency at quarterback, they have enough talent. To, uh to, to to win football games you know they're 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 a good program and um I, I wouldn't I wouldn't just assume a W against Penn State the way I would like to assume a W against other teams um and you know the the other thing that that we hadn't we, we talked about you know throwing the ball 50 times against northwestern. Uh and you just talked about leadership and, and things like that. Those penalties against Purdue. Yeah,
0: the penalties uh, got uh, Iowa in Iowa the foot incredible. and the and the uh, uh, Iowa yeah.
1: absolutely Iowa has cleaned up the penalties. Yes, they have. Uh you know the, the dumb penalties, they're they're not shooting themselves in the foot the way they did. So that could have been week one jitters, it could have been uh, it could have been a lot of things, but really quickly, uh, do you know
0: uh, who's out on the offensive line? Is Coy Kronk out or, or has Mark Kellenberger secured that? I, I know I saw Cody Ince today, I know I saw Tyler Linderbaum, I know I saw Larry Jackson. I wasn't sure if I saw Kyler shot. Uh, w- was Iowa down a couple offensive linemen today? uh i know and i don't know what's going on with koy Kronk. koi cronk's been a disappointment outside of if he is injured uh i t- absolutely expected him to come in and become the uh NFL draft pick that i thought he was going to become but that just hasn't happened were that were they out do you know
1: so uh Cronk is not healthy uh no no so Kronk's out well he he's I, he's still coming back from, from the ankle or, or the foot that, that actually cost him his his starting job at Indiana. Uh, and so uh, he, he's not injured, but he's not healthy at the same time. And and Mark Kallenberger is playing exceptionally. Yeah, so I don't think
0: any guys were out. Maybe Kyler Schott was out today. But, but besides that, as I mentioned before, Iowa, I mean, has, enough on the depth Iowa has enough guys Iowa has enough guys in the waiting room, like Justin Britt, uh, you know, um, yep. uh, hell, J- Jack Plum, you know, just the other guys that can come in and do the job. And, you know, hats off to Tim Polisek. You know, his first couple of years, I was on his case for not, you know, putting together because he had two um, offensive tackles. That were going to go to the NFL and Alaric Jackson and Tristan Worst, and the rushing attack just wasn't there. But as I said last year, Iowa had a very average running back group. Now they don't. It's above average. The games this weekend, Paul, we have uh, Indiana versus Michigan State. That should be, you know, who, who knows? I'm not as high on Indiana as other people are, but we'll see. Uh, Penn State, Nebraska, uh, you know, th- that doesn't really matter for iowa uh because you know they're both effectively out of the race uh hey hold
1: up real quick hold up because penn state nebraska right did you say penn state nebraska or rutgers illinois i mean it's like uh the battle for big 10 futility is penn state nebraska
0: yeah yeah it's crazy it used to be rutgers versus maryland but now it's penn state nebraska Uh, listen again. I'll say it again. Nebraska. Uh, I think if the, if if they end up with if they end up with a losing record this season, I think Scott Frost is gone. And if I'm Nebraska, I move on from him. And uh, Iowa can maybe pick up. Uh, you know, Thomas Fedoni at tight end. I don't think that that recruitment's done yet. So we'll see. There we have Illinois versus Rutgers. I think Lovey Smith is on the chopping block. Um, We have Northwestern versus Purdue. In my eyes, uh, I think uh, Purdue needs to win that game. If you're an Iowa fan, you need uh, Purdue to win that game because I feel more confident in Purdue losing two games down the road, even three, than I feel Northwestern doing that. Um, So, you know, I think Purdue needs to win this game for, uh, for Iowa's sake. You have Wisconsin versus Michigan. Obviously, Michigan needs to win that game. Ohio State versus Maryland. Listen, Paul, at the end of the day, at this weekend, uh, the Big Ten standings as it is right now, Iowa is fourth in the Big Ten at 2-2, two and two, uh, and things can change dramatically. Uh, the Northwestern or Purdue is going to have a loss, and Wisconsin could have a loss. And if Wisconsin gets a loss, uh, then – iowa and wisconsin are tied for third place uh iowa can all of a sudden be back in the in the hunt and at the very least they can play for second place in the big 10 which would be big time so um you know what game in your eyes are you are you looking at uh this weekend
1: from the big 10 perspective um
0: who was Indiana playing? Uh Indiana is playing uh I believe Michigan State.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, so they they should win that game handily.
0: Maybe um, I'm not as big on Indiana as, as everybody is, but we'll see. We'll see.
1: Uh man, that north so it's Northwestern and
0: Purdue. Yeah, right? so one of them will have a loss. So uh and then Wisconsin, Michigan Michigan, we need Michigan to win that game. Uh, and if, if Wisconsin loses, then it's a t- the tiebreaker will go to Iowa because Iowa will have two wins if Wisconsin loses. So that's, that's a great game. Um, what grade would you give Spencer uh, today in this game?
1: Spencer would get about a, a D
0: A D. I mean. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time debating that. I would give him a C in this game. Uh, the interception was not good, but he did some hard count stuff that was good. Uh, you know, he made the decisions at the line of scrimmage to, uh, you know, do the, the, uh, run the football. I'd still give him a C, uh, you know, D to me, a, a D game is throwing a D game is what we saw from Tanner Morgan throwing the football a bunch having two interceptions, having a touchdown late that who gives a shite about, uh, you know, that's a D game to me. An F game, obviously, is three interceptions, you know, zero touchdowns. Plus, uh, Spencer, did he not have a rushing touchdown?
1: I, no, Spencer didn't have one uh, rushing touchdown. But but, uh, the reason – now, I I, I think you, you, you would have to grade – spencer and and morgan on a different curve because you know you you look at the experience that that morgan has and the season he had last year and and the success minnesota had last year uh the expectations for him are very different but uh as far as i mean he, you know i he got enough. <laughs> morgan got yeah he got enough minus F-. uh
0: But yeah, Spencer came close to scoring a rushing touchdown on that quarterback. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, I
1: might I might. I I, You know what? I I might be grading a little too. I think
0: I mean, it's Uh, it's it's his first season Tanner Morgan played last year. Uh, this is Spencer's first season, and he didn't get warm-up games against FAU or against Miami of Ohio. Right. He didn't get any of that. He has been thrown to the wolves of Big Ten football. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, again, he hasn't done what I thought he would do, but I would still give him a C. Um, some of the young guys that played, we saw Jay Higgins. He's a true freshman. I knew that he was a great linebacker pickup for the Hawkeyes. Uh, Iowa just always finds these guys that come from, like, these Catholic schools that have, you know, uh, a, a small population, and so they don't get recruited as highly, um, and, and, but they just dominate the, where they play. Uh, Jay Higgins played, uh, Jamari Harris played, Yaya Black out of Minnesota, uh, four-star uh, defensive end by uh, 247 Sports. Uh, Logan Lee played redshirt freshman, and Reggie Bracy. Reggie Bracy is in front of former four. It looks like he's in front of former four-star um, uh, big pickup uh, Dallas Cradith out of Missouri, who is a four-star safety. So um, you know, people think these tra- th- people think that these transfers or because maybe there's something wrong going with the program. That's what happened with basketball when Isaiah Moss left and there were these, you know, um, uh, what do you call it, the the chat room board uh, rumors that uh, Tyler Cook was going to go to Missouri and that was just all BS. Uh, uh, That's why I always say hashtag stay away from the chat room. So, uh, you know, seeing these young guys, Alex Padilla played, uh, you know it's good, and on also on the offense, on offense, young guys played. They look good. Uh, you know, grading out this game, uh, Paul, I'd give Iowa a B plus, A minus in this game. I mean, they dominated Minnesota on a short week, and you were the one that was worried about a short week. Don't forget about that. Call that. I'm calling that out right now. True. Your boy right here said no, Iowa should be fine. So t- so take your medicine. What do you have to say for it?
1: Yeah, so I I do want to give Spencer Petras some props. I want to, um, because he has been really really good. See, playing quarterback at Iowa and playing quarterback at say Minnesota is very different. And and if you were if you were paying close attention. Um, and this is where I want to give Petrus props because you know he didn't have a great night throwing the football, he didn't get a lot of so help.
0: no medicine, um, uh, for the uh, for the prediction you had last week.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna All take right. my medicine here in a moment, but I wanted to address the Petrus thing first because I, I gave him a grade that's probably a little unfair. Um, you know, these spread teams that 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 want to go that want to play fast and no huddle and they, they get guys to the line. They don't, they don't ask their quarterbacks to really read a defense, uh, to do a lot. They, they line up and then, you know, they look to the sideline for the call and, and after the def or the offensive corners had a chance to look over the defense and say, you know, and, and pick the play and whatever Spencer gets up to the line, he's identifying the mic. He's, uh, he, he, he's, he's making the count, uh, which, you know, for football, you know, uh, People know making the count means you know that he's he's reading the strong side and weak side and 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 deciding where the numbers are and you know he's putting Iowa in good run plays, um, which is a huge huge uh, aspect to playing quarterback at, at Iowa is being able to r- get to the line of scrimmage, read the defense, and and check to you know, running plays or check to, you know, even if that means, you know, just flipping, flipping the run to, to the, to the weak side. Hey, Nate Stanley or, was, great or, or was
0: great at it. Uh, he's doing great in Minnesota, by the way. I got a check in from my guy, Jake Browning, who played at Folsom high school. He was also on my travel basketball team court, by the way, just a little side nugget for everybody. Nate Stanley is, is, is balling over there in Minnesota, but go ahead. Continue.
1: So I, I wanted to give Spencer props for that, and I wanted to retract my my D rating. I, I'm going to give him a, a, a C minus uh, only because it, it, there were times where there were makeable throws that, that he didn't make, and then the the interception was a bad uh, a bad look. But you know what? R- Ricky Stanzi threw a lot of those. Yeah, See, there there were you know so good quarterback C.J. Beathard threw him, Chuck Long threw him, Brad Banks threw him. Drew Tate threw bad picks. At t- it, it happens, you know. It happens to to, to all. All right,
0: so now so. time to eat your medicine for the the Minnesota yes. thing. You thought this was going to be close. Yes. What do you have to say?
1: So yeah, I had my I had my doubts. I had my by the way, Vegas had their doubts. Now, Iowa was a one point yeah. favorite. Okay, so uh, it, it wasn't like Vegas
0: Iowa has also picked, picked for- the last two presidents wrong, most likely. Well, actually we'll see <laughs> at least one of them, but yeah, go ahead.
1: You know, Vegas isn't in the habit of getting it wrong too much. They had, Iowa as the favorite, uh, but, but you know, they, 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 they about had it as a pick them and you
0: know, and it was going to be I, tough on a short week. Come on, Paul. I did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought, it, by the way, Iowa doesn't play Friday night football games uh, short week traveling on the road, rivalry game. uh, And I thought Minnesota might have a little something extra in the tank uh, after Iowa ruined their perfect season last year. So, yeah, I mean, I I was looking at this game going, none of this adds up to a a recipe for success for Iowa. Uh, And then you add in, you know, the first two games and, and whatever. Now Iowa found something last week. They, they found, they found their
0: mojo. Yes, they did. And that mojo has continued uh, big time. And that's why I feel good about the, re- the rest of the season. I really do. Uh, you know, if they finish five and three, uh, Paul, uh, that would be great for me. I'm going to go over the team stats real quick and then we're going to, uh, ju- you know, head out of here. Uh,
1: well, Before you do that, before you do that, let, let's look over Iowa's remaining opponents.
0: I already, I already did that, but we'll do it again. No, no, no,
1: no, no. I mean, just in order. Who, who does Iowa have left?
0: Iowa left? plays so uh, right? Penn State next, uh, and uh, then they have, I believe, uh, they have Nebraska at home. They play at Illinois, and they play at home. Uh, against Wisconsin. I feel good about the rest of their games. I really do. Uh, so uh, to me, those are all winnable games. Uh, and if Iowa can finish three and one in those games, then the, they'll put themselves in a position to at least finish second in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, that that won't be so bad. So uh, but. Uh,
1: well, I, you know what? Uh, I was pessimistic a week ago. I'm changing my tune. Uh, Iowa wins out they absolutely
0: you think, they out. Out? I, I yeah, think they went out yeah I see they, it too
1: I Penn, do too yeah Penn State's gonna be tougher than people think but uh I I still think they 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 run the ball and and they stopped the run and they they went out they absolutely went out. I, I'm not deathly afraid of Wisconsin what because they 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 uh they put it on Illinois everybody yeah puts
0: everybody it puts Illinois. it on Illinois and here's the thing I'll say about Penn State that I haven't said yet Iowa has some unfinished business against Penn State they've been too close yeah, my- for too long uh, and now they have the athletes to get it done uh, and I-, I think that they'll be ready so here are the team stats folks just just to end this out here real quick Iowa had 21st downs compared to Minnesota's 19. Minnesota probably would only have fifteen or fourteen had they not decided to be total goofballs and go for a touchdown to make the uh, to make it look so bad or to make it not look as bad as it truly was uh, towards the end. Even though thirty-five to seven looks just as bad as thirty-five nothing, I was really hoping for that shutout that. though. I really was. Um, Iowa was three for seven on third down. That's uh, solid. Uh, total yards, Iowa had 347, Minnesota had 312. Again, Minnesota would not have had 312 had they just ran the football and ran the clock out like they should have. Um, and, uh, passing the football, is, uh, Iowa had 111 yards, uh, and, uh, they hit uh, possession. This is one thing that I will say, Iowa, when it comes to TOP this year is not the Iowa of old. Uh, You know, I know they had some short fields. They held on to the football for 23 minutes, 50 seconds, almost 24. Minnesota held on to it for 36 minutes and 10 seconds. Now, T.O.P. doesn't determine the winner of the game. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe that will be something that bites Iowa uh, in the tail here at the end. Uh, Your last comment uh, before we head out of here, Paul.
1: The last two games, uh, Iowa looks like a dominant team.
0: Um, I think there's a real chance they'll play. enter the top twenty-five, Paul. I really do. They
1: they they need to get a little better, more consistency out of Spencer Peters. If he's not able to provide that, you know there there is too much talent on this team for them to to maybe not look at getting Padilla or someone else uh, some meaningful snaps throughout I agree Um, I want to see I want to see Iowa get more creative even more creative in the running game I want to see a backfield with with, uh, uh, Goodson and uh, Kelly Martin I want to see a backfield with Goodson and Sargent um you know i, I the, the iowa offensive line right now is is just blowing people off the off, off the line of scrimmage now this was a bad minnesota team against the run they were bad coming in uh and and you know
0: you still have to execute
1: you still have to execute and and Iowa has done that the last two weeks um and I, I do want to talk about Grand Mertz in Wisconsin for just a moment because they have been a bugaboo for Iowa-Wisconsin. Um, Iowa has has not had a problem with uh, pocket passing quarterbacks. Uh, Morgan, you know, he, he, he did convert one-third down with his legs, but outside of that, uh, Van Valkenburg, we didn't we, – that's a name we, we definitely should have brought up. And, and uh, Yeah, the D-line's
0: uh, dominating right now. They're doing great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Both both lines of scrimmage. I Iowa is winning at the line of and, and you know what? If, if Iowa can continue to win the line of scrimmage, th- they they can win against anybody in this league stands Ohio.
0: State. I I I even think they can beat Ohio State. I mean uh the, the year that they went eight and four, they dominated an Ohio State team that should have played it. Iowa does not lose to teams like Nebraska lost to a house state. It, it rarely happens. Uh, Iowa always finds a way to keep it close. But I, I do see what you're saying there. Listen, folks, my last words on it are this they're, uh, they're very similar to Paul. Iowa's O line is, domin- is dominating, their uh, D line is dominating. Iowa is making plays on defense, getting takeaways. As long as they keep doing that, as long as they keep getting pressure, as long as they keep getting takeaways, uh, the the special teams have been the unsung hero. Tory Taylor punting the damn football yes. like a just a cannon. And what people don't understand is special teams kickers. And again, Pat McAfee, uh, the former Indianapolis Colts kicker, will tell you this: it, you know, kicking a uh, football, it, it, it's it's completely outside of the game of football because. You know, you are doing – you're on the sideline for 15, 10 minutes at a time, and then you only have one play to do what you need to do. So what Tory Taylor is doing is great. I, I think Keith Duncan should be fine moving forward. I think Iowa needs to uh, seal who their long kicker is and just move forward with that. Uh, and I do think that we will see – if, if Iowa just starts to do things simply when they throw the football, bubble screens, things like that, things out of the backfield towards uh, to, to Ivory Kelly Martin, uh, Makai Sargent, uh, and uh, Tyler Goodson, I think things will fall into place. I think they've been a little too fancy uh, passing the football. But just think what can happen if, if both the passing game and the rushing game continues to be what it is. Paul thank you so much for being on this podcast brother uh, uh, Periscope was live we had a few people in here it's funny most people watch the periscope videos as replays uh, it, you know the the first video uh, the pre the halftime report ended up with a hundred views which is awesome share the video uh, go to 247hawkeye.com also smash the follow button on Twitter at 247 Hawkeye and on Instagram at official 247 hawkeyecom Paul again, thank you. Remember folks, Dbat, don't be a pussy willow. Impacts over feelings, because your feelings just don't matter. Go